Ghost Emoji. I'm Taylor. I'm Becca. And she's Becca. And I'm very excited. Am I excited about this week? I don't know. I can't <laughs> read your mind. I thought I was, and then it came out um, like I don't know what I'm talking about. Today we are talking about the mostly abandoned kind of spooky sort of sad town known as known as Centralia it is Centralia although actually i guess it is known as Centralia we'll get to it later but officially i don't think Centralia actually exists anymore like as an actual city there never was a Centralia what are you talking about there has the calls coming from inside Centralia <laughs> I mean, that could happen, I guess, if you've got a cell phone. No landlines. Uh, so this is the town that actually kind of... Oh, can you hear the ice cream truck going by? Yep. It's like it's a little late. It's like 8 o'clock. Children, come out and get ice cream. Get out of here. Come on. Don't they know I'm recording? They do, and they specifically chose this time. <sighs> Eight o'clock on the dot. Those monsters trying to give the children ice cream. How dare they? <laughs> Centralia is a town that was part of the inspiration for uh, Silent Hill from the movie, the first movie, Silent Hill. It didn't actually, I guess, have anything to do with the actual video game one but very closely resembles the one from the Silent Hill movie. Minus, like, Pyramid Head and cults. Really? And I couldn't have guessed mayhem. that. I couldn't have put that two and two together. I recently rewatched that movie, and it's not very good. No, it's not super good. It was pretty violent. I remember mm -hmm. it came on one year because I think we just had the sci-fi channel on for some reason at Thanksgiving, like while we were cooking and it was just on in the background and that came on and I don't know why nobody like got up to turn it off. It's just that weird thing where something comes on the TV and everyone kind of doesn't want to watch it, but no one wants to make the first move because they think everybody else actually likes it. Oh, that's bad. That's a <laughs> and, bad feeling. You know, got to about the part where what's his face? Pyramid Head like rips the skin off of a woman where my family was like, Oh, oh no, this isn't a family friendly holiday movie. Goodbye. <laughs> the worst is when you're like, Can I change this? And they're like, Oh my god, please do. I thought you wanted to watch this and you're like, Oh god, no. And then just back and forth, but you have to be the first one. Think about one. all that wasted time that you could have not been watching yep. it. Yeah. So sure. you just gotta say what you feel. It's true. Don't force yourself to watch Silent Hill in the background on Thanksgiving if you don't want to. There's no, like a 95% chance the rest of your family also doesn't want to watch it. Yep. Silent Hill is not real. Centralia is. Um, it's a town in Pennsylvania. And it used to be a pretty, like, thriving mine town. I think they had about five different mines. And they had a very rich seam of anthracite coal, which I don't know what makes anthracite coal. 
so special, but it's hella potent and burns real long and hot, as we will find out. Um, but back in 1929, when the stock market crashed, uh, they closed most of the mines, although apparently there was a lot of bootleg miners that would still come in and, and operate in some of the derelict mines, which is not safe. I mean, I feel like mines are kind of dangerous to begin with, but especially ones that aren't really managed or overseen by any uh, authoritative body, I imagine, can get a little little wet and wild. Yikes. <laughs> So, a fire started in May of 1962, and originally it was like a trash fire to help clear out a landfill, um, but after the trash was burned, they discovered a, a really big hole that hadn't been filled with non-combustible material, because it was covered with trash, and so people believe that's how the fire reached the coal vein in a strip mine beneath Centralia. Yeah, there was like a, a couple of different stories about how the original fire got started, but most of them seem to think that it was like, I couldn't tell if it was like an official like trash fire, like a city sanctioned trash fire. And it seemed like there was some people who were kind of nervous because they were like, it's sort of close to like an open mine shaft. Y'all should be careful. And they were like, no, we've got this. And then I, I, uh, it's not funny, but the whole thing about it was covered with trash, and that's how they missed the hole. And I'm like, it's a landfill. There's trash everywhere. No, but we didn't <laughs> check this one spot of trash, Taylor. Uh, I guess so, but I mean, it's it has caused quite quite a bit of problems. I can't remember how long. I mean, it didn't take them that long to realize that the fire had spread in there. I think about the time that they you know, realized that there was a hole and they were worried that it might have. They started monitoring it. And um, there's a whole lot of back and forth. I read a couple articles and, and watched a documentary or two kind of talking about how people were really mad because, you know, eventually the fire turns into this crazy out of control thing. But in the beginning, like, everyone seems to think that it could have been stopped very early on, but there was all this like bureaucracy and red tape and being like, well, how much will it cost? Or what's the best way to do it? Is it really even that big of a deal? Won't it just burn up? Blah, blah, blah. And so I think there was like two major attempts to stop the fire, like later in 1962. Um, and then in 1963, I think it was mainly because of cost, which seems so sad when you think about it down the line but they basically abandoned the project and were like it's not that big of a threat to the town sure there's a fire you know burning underneath but you know the mines are closed and and we'll monitor it and it'll be fine obviously it was was not fine but it was you know one of those things where they're like well you know we're you know people kind of like get sick sometimes the carbon monoxide would like start to vent up into a house and they're like oh that's not from that or you know we'll seal it up or do whatever and you know just I don't god know. stop whining <laughs> jesus just, just kidding <laughs> they're not whining they're being completely rational but yeah well just the way they kind of you know not to make a a pun or whatever but you know gaslighting them basically mm -hmm. just being like no i mean it's not that big of a deal like you're overreacting you know don't you think we would do something if it was that bad kind of thing and that's where i was trying to read up because there's this big jump 
between, you know, it starts in 1962, they stopped trying to fix it in 1963, and then there's this jump to, like, the late 1970s, and that's where it kind of becomes common knowledge that this is a problem. And I was like, well, what was going on in between there? And not not much, I guess, just people kind of complaining or thinking something might be wrong, and then people being like, no, no, nah, you're good. Nah. <laughs> If you just ignore it, it'll go away. Or you'll die, and then you won't have any problems. Yeah. So, it's 1979, and a local gas station owner, who also happened to be the mayor. It's a very small town. Apparently. A a smallish town, I guess. Fifteen people. No, I'm just, I'm making that up. Um, so he uses his dipstick. I read that as dipshit at first, and I was like, no, all right. He used his dipstick to check the fuel level of his underground tanks, because he's a gas station owner. Mm -hmm. And so when he withdrew it, it seemed hot. He lowered a thermometer into the tank on a string and discovered that it was 78 degrees Celsius inside. That's Celsius. Yes, Celsius. Um, so... Based on the location of his gas station and where the fire started, it meant that it had spread much farther than the townspeople were led to believe. Yeah, that's where they really kind of were like, okay, like, this is getting hot enough and spreading far enough that it's actually starting to affect things, you know, top level, that we can, like, measure and show and be like, look. Yeah. These gas, which it's a gas station. You don't want that to get too hot. Scary. Mm-hmm. And of course, as these different veins and stuff burn out and the ground gets, you know, much less stable, um, there's a couple of scary stories from people who used to live there because it's, it's mostly abandoned now. Um, I would hope so. <laughs> but the article that I got, I didn't have a lot of last names, um, but there's a guy named Jack who's a former resident, and he said that the scariest things are the sinkholes. You need to watch your step in the woods because the ground can give way. The fire might have burnt through a foot of coal, but the ground looks like it's at the level it's always been. So you step out there and you have some people coming back with broken ankles. And he says, really, broken ankles aren't all that bad compared to some of the things people in other towns face. Uh, but Centralia sinkholes are more ambitious than that. Uh, the incident that took or that told everybody maybe we should move was in 1981 when a kid named Todd Domboski had a sinkhole collapse around him and this was just like in his backyard <laughs> and he was just like sucked down um, his mother was watching him turned around and when she looked back he was in the pit um the pit was like a hundred feet down and it was kind of cone shaped if you look down into it um he had his arms stretched out when he fell so he kind of like caught the sides um and I think his cousin or someone was there who also, like, helped pull him out. And they said that one of the only reasons he could see him was because he was wearing, like, a bright colored hat or something like that. Because there was a huge plume of smoke, like, coming out around him. And you could actually see the fire burning, like, at the bottom of the hole. Oh, my Way God. down there. Yeah, I mean, it's just, so like, So it's hell. like the earth cracked open and showed hell. I was I was waiting until the end of the story because I was gonna I was like if this kid dies I can't sing we fell into the pit. <laughs> no, this kid this kid does not die. That's good. Okay, so still. he can sing we fell in the pit. He he can, but it was uh, yeah it was it was bad and then of course the smoke that's coming out isn't just smoke but it's got like 
horrible levels of carbon monoxide, like just, just a, a big thing. Cause I think that was definitely, it was easier to wrap your brain around like, okay, it's a sinkhole. It's got poison gas and it tried to eat a child in his own backyard. This isn't someone who was like wandering around by the old like fire site. This is someone just at their house. Yeah. It's mm, bad times. Okay. So this is Jack again saying every once in a while you would come across a deer sticking out vertically with steam billowing out. They looked like they were crawling out. The poor deer had fallen into a sinkhole and had either starved to death or suffocated to death from the fumes. My friends would claim to see smoke coming out of its mouth like it had been burnt alive, but it was just the way the smoke came out. So that's fucked up. Dead deer. That's depressing. Dead kid would have been more depressing, but dead deer is really getting me. You're not going to like the next one. Mm, okay oh no i see cat okay great it's it's not it's not like grizzly or anything but if you do like cats and cat death makes you sad i'd skip ahead a couple of a couple of jumps um said uh kids who grew up in centralia before it was completely abandoned which i'm trying to remember what year they finally like made everyone leave but we'll get to that um but they had to deal with death on a pretty regular basis, which sounds so ominous. I think most of it was like animals and stuff like that. Cause as far as I know, I don't think any people actually ever fell in and died, but I could be wrong. Um, there's another girl who was a former resident named Becky who saw her neighbor's cat die. Um, she says that they were spring. We were swinging in the backyard and this patch of grass suddenly turned brown. Their cat was standing there and it suddenly became brown. It didn't make any noise and we thought she had done something to make it all suddenly brown, like flipping a sheet over, but it was just another hole and the cat went down. We didn't say anything until we jumped off and went over to the fence to see that it was another sinkhole and we called out to our neighbor, but after some light digging, never go into a sinkhole by yourself. Her cat was gone. That one, the I just copied the quote from it, but the way it's phrased is really weird because it sounds like the like the grass and the ground around the cat went brown, but then it sounds like they talk about the cat being brown. Yeah, I was like, which I feel like would be. I was like, does that mean the cat was just like, like surrounded in smoke, or what? But either way, I mean, sounds kind of like the little boy where you're looking at it and it's there and then it's gone. Which, you know, that's sad. You're, you know, your pet. And again, it's not a, a kid, but that's something that you have to deal with on a regular basis to where you're like, well, I'm scared to get an animal because, <laughs> you know, I can be careful about where I walk, but an animal's just going to plop. And a cat's a lot smaller than a kid if they had been walking over there. God. I just, I, like, I feel bad, but... If there are sinkholes that open to, like, a hundred feet down, and I had a family, like, I know it can be expensive, and, like, maybe it's me being privileged or whatever, but, like, fucking move away. Like, you, hopefully, I would hope that you have, like, people you could stay with until you found a place that wasn't, like, a, a death trap. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, and that's where I think a lot of people just really were hoping that, like, someone would do something or that it would get fixed or or something. One of the – 
it wasn't like even so much a documentary as much as it was like an expose on like an old, um, like an old news channel or something that I watched. And it was really sad because it was from like the early eighties. And so it was when people were still living there and they were talking about, you know, getting headaches and how people were getting sick and, you know, how like they didn't want to move, but some of them were like, you know, just money wise were, it, it would be difficult for them to move or, you know, they would have had like, their family living there, you know, three or four generations back. And they're like, you know, this is my town. I don't want to live like leave. And I'm sure that someone will, will come in and take care of it. And that one was just a big bummer because I'm watching it. And at the time, like it kind of ends with like, you know, but these people are full of hope, you know, in spite of great adversity, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting here 30 years later being like, y'all, yep, y'all left. Y'all all left. There's, None of y'all in here are still there. I mean, I'm glad they left, but, like, I don't know. It's just, it's sad and it's messed up. Mm-hmm. Well, buckle up, because <laughs> the Centralia fire is still burning. It's never stopped. Scientists think it's probably going to continue to burn for another 250 years. So it's not even, like, a third of the way done with burning. It's just a teenager. It's just a baby. <laughs> it's coming up in like its early 20s. Yep. Um, so it's reached a depth of over 90, 90 meters and stretches across a 13 kilometer area that grows every year. Um, and it's not all in the past. Toxic gases still billow from burnt out places and it poses major threats. Vents um, were built to pipe the steam away from the town into areas of eminent domain where no one lives anymore. And no one will live again because... Yeah. It's got toxic steam being piped into it. Yeah, but due to all of the underground damage, um, many of the homes need additional supports, especially if the former houses next door were means of support for them. So they look like they have six or seven chimneys. Yeah, it looks wild. And, of course, like, people now, like, well, they'll come to... I guess you can't call it tourism because they don't have, like, a tourism district or board or anything like that they don't make any money from it but people will come and look at it and they'll they think that like the chimney is to like vent steam or something out of the ground because i mean they're chimneys so i kind of get it it's smoke and stuff but it'll just be a house that has like six chimneys god to help it from uh sinking into the earth <laughs> jesus Mm-hmm. so even though it's a beautiful lovely town to live in um, in 1984, after a couple more kids were sucked into sinkholes and the underground tanks at a local gas station nearly exploded, um, the U.S. government ordered a total evacuation of the town. They, well, they ordered it, but not everyone left. And so, like, eight years later, 1992, the government put the entire town, or the governor of Pennsylvania put the entire town under eminent domain meaning you had, like, you had to leave. Because I guess the 1992 one was sort of like a, you should go. You mean the 1984 one? Oh, yeah, 1984, they said you should go. But they couldn't force you, I guess. And so in 1992, they were like, okay, like, I mean, people are going to die if, if they stay here, and we're going to be responsible, so time to get out. And then in 2002, the state took away the zip code. In 2009, the governor announced that all holdouts will be evacuated for their own goods goods for their own good so there are still seven seven people living in centralia 
In um, 2013, after a battle lasting over 20 years, the remaining 10 residents were allowed to stay. But once they're gone, their homes will go to public domain. Mm -hmm. This was a world where no human could live. Hotter than the planet Mercury, its atmosphere as poisonous as Saturn's. At the heart of the fire, temperatures exceeded 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 540 degrees Celsius for everyone who's not a... USA, 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 no, I'm just kidding. Uh, lethal clouds of carbon monoxide swirled through the rock chambers. So beautiful. Quote by David DeCock. He knows what he's talking about. You do. It sucks. It does. Mama says there's still seven people living in Centralia, but I guess they said now there's seven, but ten were allowed to stay, so I wonder if three of them passed away. It's possible, I mean... Well, they're all, the people who I think are still there are all pretty old. Yeah. That was, like, kind of the thing was, like, people who were like, I'm not leaving. And they're like, well, you know, they've only got so much longer. Like, if they want to stay here, that's fine. Seems sad. It, it does, it is sad. Like, some of the more recent documentaries and stuff that cover it, like, there's still some people who, like, who left but are still really attached to it. And so will, like, come and, like, maintain it. And stuff like that. They they don't have anyone to like maintain, you know, grass or anything like that. So there's like one guy who will come in and he just has like a riding mower and he will go in and mow all the grass on like, you know, the main straightaways and stuff like that. You know, just because he's like, well, you know, I just want to look nice because it's a town that he's, you know, still like really attached to and wanted to stay in. But he was a younger guy. And the one I watched, he was, he was maybe in like his 30s or 40s. So I think he might have been, like, a little kid when all this got real bad. I guess if it's the only life you've known, you're like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. It was a bummer. And I guess, I don't know if I've ever been that attached to anywhere I've lived. Even, you know, Houston and, like, the suburbs where we grow up, like, have a lot of nostalgia for it. But, like, if I had to move because my house was going to fall in a pit, I wouldn't fight anybody to stay, I don't think. Nope. I I mean... Just move to a different suburb. Yep. There's got to be somewhere else that's good. Yeah, there's too many other places. (laughs) But the weirdest thing, well, not the weirdest thing, I guess, but the the thing about Centralia that is really strange to me is that, like, it really has become kind of like a ghost town. and, And people like to come see it because, you know, they hear about it and, like, the spooky fog and smoke and all and stuff that comes out and the fact that, like, no one's ever there. But the actual, like, like, the people who live there and the way it all works is really kind of, like, forlorn and, and kind of not spooky and like a, ooh, I'm going to come and look at it kind of way. But just, like, the idea of living there is really frightening on a lot of levels. They Like, a lot of people will come from other towns to see Centralia, and they do a lot of damage by, like, you know, taking bricks from houses. Like, I think there's a lot of graffiti and stuff like that. But since the area has been stripped of its own, like, township, zip code, and all that stuff, they don't really benefit from the attention. They have, like, other towns nearby will sell trinkets and souvenirs and stuff like that, but they get the money. Like, Centralia doesn't see any of that, so, because they're not technically a town anymore. They don't have a police force to deter deter or report loitering and property destruction, so people come in and cause all this trouble, but there's not really anyone to 
to, to do anything. Like, it makes you wonder, like, if a murder or something occurred on this land, like, whose jurisdiction is it? If it's just eminent domain, is it, like, federal property? Mm, I don't know. It's just a weird no-man's land. Like, it's weird. It is weird. So, over the last two decades, the state government has been doing its, like, damnedest to wipe the town away. This is a quote from Jack, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as they bought ha- the houses... They tore them down and covered them with plants. Then they took out as much of the foundations as they could. Then they removed the lip of, in the curb. They don't exist, and it looks like they never did. And he continues with, They took away the name. One day, all the signs were gone. All the signs showing nearby towns had been replaced with Centralia left off. Um, they even later covered up an arrow showing a way to get to another city through Centralia so people passing through can't get here. So basically just wiping it off the map. Yeah, I saw a couple of pictures. There was like one girl who lived there as a kid and had left. And she had a picture of her house from when they lived there. And then a picture of what it looks like now. And like you can't tell like where the driveway was or anything. Like none of the concrete is there. It's completely covered up and leveled. It just looks like an empty plot of land on like the edge of a forest. Damn. The actual, like, buildings and stuff like that that are still in Centralia, they removed the name from the city municipal building, um, and the county records office is slowly removing the town from history, which has made life difficult on um, the guy who's been doing a lot of the quotes, Jack's dad, who still actually lives there. Um, He said, when my father went in to check his property lines, it took almost half a day to find a copy because they had trashed so much of Centralia. And I don't know if that means like trashed the files or because they've trashed the actual town or what. And another part of that is that uh, the county's also cut back on basic services for the seven people who still live there. Um, Jack says, my father doesn't get mail. Officially, Centralia has no zip code, so nothing can be sent there. Everyone needs a P.O. box in another town or they have to have their family come and collect it. Um, All of my father's mail is sent to me. And he also stopped using checks you can't put Centralia down anymore due to the zip code, and he didn't want to burden me with putting my address down as his, so he went full cash and debit. Apparently, the lack of a P.O. box has an even more disastrous consequence, because it's made pizza delivery much more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> the real terror. And then, um, this is a quote by Becky. My parents, after they took away the zip code, couldn't just give directions to people. If they didn't know about Centralia, they needed to be specific. Yeah, so they would, they said that they would also, like, sometimes, I guess if they were desperate enough, they would, like, go to, like, another town and, like, meet them there. God. Like, if you're at that point, I mean, I guess you could just go to the grocery store, but there isn't, like, a grocery store in Centralia, so it's... I guess the same amount of effort to get something delivered as it is to just go pick something up. And a lot of these people are older. So it's people just, who might need help getting uh, around anyway. I also just worry, like, if you break your hip, like, do they still have, I guess they still have phone lines and stuff, but like, how long until that's done? And like, I, I wouldn't imagine they get internet out there, really. Well, I don't know so if they like, even have that. I mean... No one said anything specifically about landlines. They might have to use, like, cell phones. Dang. It's just empty. But people still really want to live there. Don't know why, but <laughs> bless them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's down to seven. I don't know. It's 
it's one of those things that like it, you know, on the face of it, when I saw photos and everything, I was like, yeah, I mean, this is kind of, you know, spooky looking. It's a town where like there's holes in the ground where toxic smoke was coming out all the time. Looks like, I don't know if there's actually ash falling through the air, like in Silent Hill or anything like that, but it's just, it's always going. There's literally a fiery, you know, fire burning right underneath the ground. And it's just weird. I guess I, I don't know how far it could spread. I imagine the the mine can only go so far. But, you know, just something like that where you you feel like places are really, you know, solid and specific and, and they'll always be there. And then something like this, you know, over the course of less than a century, just completely wipe out a town. It's also just weird to think about, like, how many towns have been abandoned and, like... I don't, it's just weird and how much of America is like not lived in, but then we've got such intense overpopulation in cities and stuff. And it's, I don't know, it's just bananas. Like, it's a lot of, a lot of empty land out there. What's out there? Centralia. Pretty much. Fires burning <laughs> under the ground. So always make sure that you don't light a dump fire on top of an open coal vein if you can help it don't do that <laughs> but that's the sad story of, of spooky abandoned town centralia woo woo <laughs> uh have you been doing anything fun or spooky to to take us out of this uh downer town? bummer this major bummer <laughs> um i've been painting pin boards so i can make my pin like collection more not manageable but like so i can actually see them and enjoy them rather than them just being a clusterfuck on my wall so i've been doing that they look good even as a clusterfuck they're all so cute <laughs> thanks who cares if they're not perfectly organized you already had them pretty pretty well sorted too yeah but i just needed more space so i bought a cork board and painted it to look like um usagi from sailor moon's blanket that goes on her bed and that's where I have all of my like magical girl ones and then um I just bought some and I'm gonna paint one kind of like spacey so that way I can put all of my mass effect and probably some of my other space stuff on there get like your cowboy bibops yeah and then I got another one so I could do um like my Howl's Moving Castle stuff because that's the one I have the most of no, I wonder, I, what will you do with that one since it's got, like, a lot of different themes on it? I don't know. I'm thinking I'll just pick a color, but I don't know what color. Hmm. 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 I'm not sure. <laughs> but that's really all I've been up to. What have you been up to, Taylor? I am really, really enjoying that new show, Killing Eve. Oh, really? I haven't watched it. It's very good. I enjoy it. It's, I guess, it's not scary it is crime so if murder scares you there is some murder there's multiple murders it's about okay it's about like this assassin lady played by is her name jody comer 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 yeah. comer okay so she was chloe in my mad fat diary and she plays an assassin lady and she has an amazing wardrobe She's a bad baby, and 
Don't let her trick you into feeling bad for her. But she does look amazing and her clothes are gorgeous. Just like effortlessly chic, even as she's doing a lot of murder. Also, she's just in general very beautiful. She's like super glowy all the time. I don't understand. Like, I love her eyebrows and just... I don't know what it is, but I think she's, like, so beautiful. They've leaned into it a lot. I mean, I don't know. Her name is Villanelle, so obviously she's bad. She's a bad baby. I love it. Her it's name so is literally on the nose. Villanelle. <laughs> on the nose. But, um, and she is being pursued by a, like, police team that is led by Sandra O, oh, who used to be on Grey's Anatomy as Christina Yang. And I have always been a Christina Yang fan, and I like Sandra Oh a bunch in general, and I'm sad because I hadn't really seen her in very much. She'd been in a couple of movies here or there. Um, I think a few months before this came out, there was there was a movie on Netflix. Oh, what was it called? I want to say it was called Joy Lane or something like that. But So she had a couple things here or there, but I'm really happy to see her in like an actual series again, and... Um, it's like a similar character to Christina Yang where like she really loves her job and she's very good at it, but she's kind of trying to balance like having a family and like being what they want her to be and then just like going full tilt into chasing a murder machine, a beautiful murder machine. And the only thing like I'm not, I don't love because I can't tell if they're like kind of queer baiting it because they're definitely putting some vibes between them being like why are they so interested in each other is it because they're attracted to each other or what is going on in this sexy game of cat and mouse and I'm like okay like I mean they're both beautiful and talented but one of them is also a bad murderer so I don't know why the other one would be in love with her when she's as smart as she is like she knows better I know that they, uh, I was reading some interview with Jodie Comer and they showed her like in bed with, um, a lady and a man. So I was like, oh, well, oh she's, she's in the show is definitely attracted to both men and women. Tight. So like she could, you know, I don't know if she would be bi or queer or, or pansexual or, or anything like that, but just the relationship between the two female leads. I can't tell if they're kind of doing like a Sherlock thing where they're like, are they just, you know, kind of like rivals or are they in love? Let's conflate the two, but then never resolve it. Oh, yeah, they probably will do that. So I hope they don't, but I don't know. But it's three episodes in. It's on BBC America. I was really hoping they were going to show it on like Hulu or something like that. So it would be easier for people to watch it. Um, But if you've got BBC America... And I think the first episode is free on their website for, like, another month or two. But, um, I don't know. It's just, I really like it. Like, it's kind of silly at times. And I just, I miss Sandra O a lot. That was my main pulls when I saw her. Because I like true crime. I like, not true crime. This is made up. I like crime. I like lady, uh, like, good characters. And I don't know. <laughs> it sounded like I like crime. I like lady. <laughs> I like lady. Well, I, I like lady. Well, I realized it sounded like I was going to say I like ladies, and then I was like, "That's not." I'm actually not into ladies like that, but I love ladies who are good at 
being good characters on TV. I just really, I love them. It's com I love them. I don't know. It's just good. I'm rambling now. I was just thinking about how good Sandra Oh is at being like panicky. Like when she discovers someone's been murdered, she's really good at doing like the, somebody help me. Somebody get in here. Help. And like trying to be like, no, 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 no. Don't die. Aw. I don't, I don't do a good job of it, but she's like, chef's kiss super duper good at it i mean she is a very good actress just in general she is i'm just i'm really happy to see her back up and getting her a chance to to flex those acting chops because they're those are big chops and they must be flexed flex them girl <laughs> but yeah do you have bbc america do you have any way to watch it so. nope i i use a, a friend's login for most channels i'm being sneaky you bad baby I, too, am a bad baby. I'm not a murder baby, but I'm a bad baby. Those are crimes, Taylor. <laughs> For someone who's so judgmental about people doing bad bad baby stuff, hey, some you're, you sure are doing some bad baby stuff. It's not the same. I didn't steal Isn't someone's it? identity and pretend to mm. pretend and go to a bar and aren't consume you, alcohols underage. Aren't you technically stealing someone's identity by pretending that you are uh, them watching their subscription all i'm doing is enriching their cue and their suggestions and frankly i don't think that they actually use a fire stick i've been it is one of my friend's mom's logins i'm 30 years old and she only <laughs> she she only uses their dvr i've been assured that they never use it for any kind of like on demand fire stick tv-esque sort of thing otherwise they're going to realize that someone thinks that they're watching a lot of The Expanse, a lot of Killing Eve, and a lot of Bravo TV. So, Crimes. Take me to jail. I'm calling the police! Just don't let murder baby murder me. <sighs> I won't, but I'm going to have to tell Mark that he's going to have to talk to Elvira about how his mom, or how her mom is a, a criminal. A criminal? Actually, he's a criminal, too. Yeah, he's got... She's got two criminal parents. Got both bad babies. I know, I'm at least I'm using an account jail. that's paid for. Mark would just go in there and pirate it and make it so that no one's paying for any of this. Don't read. Hey, I, I, pay, for, I pay for my stuff now. Mm-hmm. For the most part. I mean, I don't pay for... Someone's paying for it. I'm just using it. There's no limit on how many people can use it. I'm just making the most of it. I'm giving you the most, like, flat look that mm-hmm. I can muster. Hey, I, I use a lot of paid services for things. I'm not made of money. Just let me enjoy Killing Eve. New episodes every Sunday on BBC America. I'll let it go if you let me come over and watch it. Okay. Okay. You'll never hear this complaint from me ever again. I was going to say, I want that in writing, but I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll forget. Don't worry. I'll forget that I've even made a stink about it because I don't actually care. I don't give two shits. I just wanted to be a turd. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what our our experimental closing should be. Don't fuck a ghost. Love, Taylor and Becca. I think I yelled get wrecked. I don't remember. You, you yell that a lot, but it couldn't have been that good because I don't remember it. No, it wasn't great. I was trying to think of something about, like, I till next time... It's ghosts. It's not ghosts.
Till next time. Always make sure you say goodbye when you conjure a spirit. I think, yeah, I think we could do something with that. Till next time, always say goodbye. I don't want your asses haunting me. Goodbye. Goodbye.